0: I get so many questions from people about how I got started creating this podcast, how I do it technically, how I do it confidence-wise. So if you're someone who has been feeling this pull on your heart to create a podcast, if you're someone who has something to share with the world, don't let not knowing how to record and distribute one hold you back. I let that hold me back for a long time and if I didn't step out of the way and start doing my research on finding people that I could partner with to help me get there, so much of my story would still just be trapped in the pages of my journal. So when I came across this app, Anchor, I was so excited because living with chronic illness means that I have a limited amount of energy to expend on various things. And Anchor is 100% free, so easy to use, and they take care of distributing your podcast to all of the podcast platforms. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, Do what I did and go to anchor.fm backslash start, hit record, and listen to the magic that unfolds. Welcome back, guys. This is the messiest, most raw episode of Soul Moments with Ariel Corey yet. I don't even know that I can adequately summarize what this episode is about. It is about just everything going on in the world right now, my personal world, as well as the world at large, a bit on race, a bit on pandemic, a whole lot on postpartum, and a little feeling exercise for the end of the episode that I hope you will do along with me. So... If you're up for a ride with no clear destination, then grab your beverage of choice, sit back, relax, hit play, and come along for the ride. Hello, friends. It has been, yet again, quite a while since I have hit record on this podcast So much so that I am low-key freaking out a bit on, on my end, just trying to remember how to do this, how to share my voice, how to speak from the heart, how to trust that my message is needed in this moment, and really relearning a lot right now. Since becoming a mom almost four months ago, I have unintentionally experienced a significant change in my identity. Some of it has been just beautiful beyond words. Obviously, becoming a mom has just been such a special time, such a special gift But with that has also come, as I think I alluded to in my last episode, not quite sure, uh, has, has come difficulties, has come challenges, has come this insane pressure to juggle not only so many things on so little sleep, but also juggle different versions of myself, different identities, so to speak there's the Ariel who is in a relationship, there's an Ariel who is a mom, there's an Ariel who is working full-time, there is the Ariel who is still trying to maintain and nurture friendships and family relationships, and then there's Ariel the creative who loves writing books and doing card readings and doing this podcast, and there's only so much energy that can go around. So I have been trying my best to disperse that energy as equally as I can, but there are definitely areas of my life that are struggling a bit right now that just aren't receiving the attention that they're used to or that they're worthy of, or that they deserve. So, I'm here. My dear friend Emily said, just turn my mic on and hit record and see what comes out. So, I can't promise you a clear destination for this episode. I am, I guess, really putting (laughs) the title of my podcast to a test right now soul moments with Ariel Corey. It's always been unscripted. It has never, though, felt uncomfortably unscripted as it does in this particular moment. So if you're along for the ride and if you're okay with even me not being sure where we're going today, then continue listening. If that's unsettling for you, then by all means, I would suggest you bow out now because I have no clear understanding as to what I'll be sharing with you today. But I guess since I started talking about identity, we can talk a little bit more about that. So, a lot changes when you're pregnant. And when you're pregnant, you're trying your best to find stable ground amidst a lot of hormonal and emotional and physical changes, while also anticipating that there will be so much more that will change once the pregnancy phase is over and you're you're in that parenthood realm. And it's funny because even being aware of that at the time, even being pregnant and being aware of The end goal being Yara being here and her being in my arms and in our world and recognizing that things will feel different when she's here. Even with that very present intention, there still is no true way to prepare fully for what that will feel like postpartum. Postpartum's been hard. think I alluded to that in my last episode too. It physically has been hard. What I wasn't anticipating really because I am a centered person, I do yoga, I meditate, I am super connected with just my needs and energy and heavily communicate with spirit and all of that. I I guess in a way I thought I would be immune to the emotional and energetic challenges that postpartum brings. Well, newsflash to myself and to everyone listening, I in no way have been immune to that. And as I approach the four-month mark, it has really taken a shift from being physically taxing with the lack of sleep and the constant demand of breastfeeding and trying to relearn and reappreciate my new postpartum body it's really shifted from just exhaustion to a really heightened sense of of imbalance energetically speaking and postpartum depression, I'll just say it. Uh, it You know, it was, it was interesting when I took Yara recently to one of her doctor's appointments. The pediatrician wanted to know how I was doing. And when you have a baby, aside from, you know, family and some friends... The conversation shifts away from how you are doing to, you know, how your child is sleeping and and how they're doing. And you really do feel as though your needs are not as important. And that's okay because you're a mama now, but but your needs are still important. So when she asked me how I was doing it, it caught me off guard. Wasn't really sure how how to answer that question in part because I didn't really know what exactly she was asking. How am I doing in what sense, right? So the way she reworded it because of my hesitation and probably awkwardness was, are you experiencing any postpartum? And there was a long, uncomfortable silence. And I looked at her and just said, am I experiencing any postpartum? Of of course, I just had a baby. Knowing full well that she was referring to postpartum depression, but afraid to say the big bad D word. And I wanted her to say it. I wanted her to say, are you experiencing any postpartum depression? Because there's nothing wrong with that word. I have dealt with depression on and off throughout my life and regular depression makes people feel uncomfortable, but for whatever reason, postpartum depression, even as a pediatrician is, I guess, uncomfortable to say. So I said, am I experiencing any postpartum? Well, of course. Is that what you were meeting? And she said, well, you know, any any postpartum you know, are you, are you feeling sad? Can you not get out of bed? They said, are you, are you talking about postpartum depression? And she said, yes. And I was very quick to say, oh, no, no, I'm not. And it really hasn't been until a few weeks ago that I have realized, oh, yes, yes, I am experiencing postpartum depression. And here's why. When people talk about postpartum depression, whether it be within the medical community or the parenthood community or any other community, industry, human type, and maybe this is just a lack of knowledge on my end, but it's kind of understood that postpartum depression is... This really heavy sadness. It's this inability to get out of bed. It's this lack of ability to bond with and appreciate and love and laugh with for and about your child. And that's where my hesitation stemmed from because is that the form of postpartum depression that I'm experiencing? Well, no, I do get out of bed in the morning. I'm tired, but I'm able to do that. I am showering. I am putting clothes on. I'm feeding myself. So in that sense, no. I guess if that is your symptom tracker for postpartum depression, then my answer would have been no. But when I really sat down and started unpacking how I'm feeling, all signs pointed to depression. This this feeling of not being seen of not being heard of not being supported in the way that i need but also incapable of expressing how it is i'm needing to be supported this massive pause in terms of creation this lack of drive in terms of of doing what makes me me this Immense feeling of anxiety and panic and overwhelm with how few hours there are in the day. This heaviness that I feel at the end of most days wondering if I have done enough for others for my daughter and never really asking if I've done enough for myself. This fear of sharing how I'm feeling, really this fear of sitting with how I'm feeling. I guess I've just been in such a fog that I thought was purely sleep deprivation, and I'm, as I begin to scratch the surface, realizing it's not just sleep deprivation. It's postpartum depression. It's also getting to know this new version of myself. It's understandable that I'm experiencing challenges with time management and energy management, all of that makes sense. And I think that's where the disconnect with postpartum depression is and the uncomfortability with it is stemmed from this false notion that being new to motherhood should feel hard. It should feel sad, it should feel uncomfortable, it should feel overwhelming. And yes, while all of that is true, the presence of postpartum depression can worsen all of those things. And it's not something to be embarrassed about. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something that means you're not doing motherhood right or well. It doesn't mean that you are not enough. It doesn't mean that you don't love your child. It doesn't mean that you're not happy. It just means that this is hard, and that's a label that works in this moment. I've always been a pretty anti-label person. I don't like labeling things because of all of those false pretenses and judgments and biases that can come with any given label. So I've always run from them. I've always run away away from, you know, saying I'm depressed or saying I am whatever. We're evolving, we're changing, it's different day to day. And the same is true with this phase in my life. Some days I cry a lot, other days not so much. So when a medicine professional is standing across from me and asking if I'm experiencing any postpartum, first of all, say the fucking word, depression. And second of all, I'm not sure because yesterday I wasn't and today I am. And I think if you're a new mom listening to this or a new dad listening to this and you're experiencing that or even just someone who's grappling with the label depression in general, maybe it's not postpartum, maybe it's just depression and maybe maybe some days that label resonates with you, but other days it doesn't, just know that. You're allowed to evolve, you're allowed to change, you're allowed to feel all of those feels and that means sitting with and acknowledging that in this moment I am feeling in a depressive state and in the next maybe you're not and just being comfortable with that ebb and flow. But the first person you need to sit with and acknowledge that with is yourself so, to my daughter's pediatrician and to anyone else listening, my name is Arielle Corey. I'm almost four months postpartum. I am so happy, so honored, so grateful to be a mom. I am crushing it most days. She's fed, she has a clean diaper, she's sleeping. I'm fed, I'm sort of sleeping. But I have experienced postpartum depression and I'm here to talk about it, because there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not something to hide. It's not something to run from. It's something just to call out, not to label myself, but to call out into the light so that I can look it in its face for what it is in any given moment and work through that and talk through that and just see where it takes me. I've always believed that All of the life experiences I have been given during this particular lifetime have been given to me for a reason. And most times that reason feels because there's someone else out there struggling with similar things who needs to know that they're not alone. It's not necessarily that I feel that these experiences have given me answers. I don't feel like some chosen one When I experience these things, it just feels that it fuels my creativity. Even with, you know, something like songwriting, I can never songwrite when I'm happy for some reason. The best songs I've written, the best soul musings, the majority of my first book, Soulful Words for the Healing Heart, came out of those dark, uncomfortable, cloudy, foggy, uncertain times in my life. And I suppose motherhood is really no different. There's no rule book. There's no clear set path. There's no answers. There are opinions of others. There are incredible healers and doulas and midwives who can help guide you. But really, it's up to you and your little one. But before it can be about you and your little one, it has to be about you in particular. You have to know how and when to unlock those doors, dig deeper, and sort through those uncomfortable moments. So my pregnancy, life before pregnancy, and life postpartum has been heavily woven with these really hefty mood swings, these really deep moments of thought of reflection of need of of crying and that's okay so i'm anticipating a lot of change going forward as i experience different parts of life that now suddenly feel uncomfortable that once felt so empowering and and good or teetered on the edge of, I'm not sure if this is for me. I don't know if it's the lack of sleep. I don't know if it's wanting to set a good example for my daughter, but there's, there's a shorter fuse now. There's a less of a desire to do things that don't feel aligned and empowering and good. But it's my job to really break down and understand if things are are not aligned or if they're just uncomfortable because I'm supposed to be showing up and I'm not. So with this podcast, for the majority of my life, I had a blocked throat chakra. And if you're not a chakra person, this essentially means I had a hard time feeling heard and therefore stuffed and suppressed a lot and bit my tongue and just didn't share my voice that much because who would care about what I was saying. Who would even want to hear it? And I've resorted back to that, which is why I have left my microphone boxed up. I don't even have it plugged into my computer all the time like I once did. This podcast initially was just, if and when I was feeling inspired, I would hop onto my computer and hit record and just see what came out. And nothing about my life right now is that wild and free-feeling. I'm very much tied to diapers and breastfeeding and naps, and I'm accepting that because I have a child now, and this time is temporary, but I'm just sharing why this feels so hard <laughs> today. I don't even know that I'll actually hit publish truthfully on this episode, but if I do, I'm just hoping that there are a few nuggets of wisdom of hope, of understanding that you can pull from this. And that it's not just an episode of me admitting to the fact that I have postpartum depression or that I'm struggling with who I am suddenly. I just heard myself say that I'm struggling with who I am suddenly. And I actually don't think it's really that sudden. I think it's just... It's so easy to stay busy. It's so easy to focus on work, to focus on a baby, to focus on a relationship, to focus on a project, to focus on all of these things and ignore the underlying fact of being unsure of who you are. Maybe being unsure of who you are isn't isn't such a bad thing. Maybe it doesn't have to be so uncomfortable. Maybe it can be exciting. Maybe it can be like a giant jigsaw puzzle where you have a box of all of these pieces and I don't know how you do puzzles, but I always started with the outer edge and the corners and once that was done, I felt somewhat accomplished and maybe that's how I need to look at this season of life right now is this giant jigsaw puzzle with just the outer edges complete and the rest is waiting to be filled in. So I can't promise what this podcast will evolve into. I can't promise when I'll be back. I can't promise it'll be the same as it was before having my sweet little Yara Wren. But I can promise that it will be the soundtrack to my jigsaw puzzle. It's just going to be messy and incomplete and... The motivation to hop on, the inspiration, the drive, it'll be fleeting, and that's okay too. You know, in addition to my own season and journey and depression, the world is, is heavy right now, isn't it? There's a lot of divisiveness. There's the pandemic, the murder of people. George Floyd and the activism that has followed the conversations about racism and anti-racism and white privilege and spirituality, the riots, the do I wear a mask or not wear a mask, which has turned political. There's so much going on in the world right now that feels heavy, and another reason why I haven't hopped on here and been more present on social media and really used my voice is because what do I talk about when there are all of these things happening at the same time with with such heaviness to each one of them? Is my voice the right voice to speak on any of this? Does anyone care about my opinion when it comes to any of these things? To postpartum, to motherhood, to pregnancy, to race, to police brutality, to the complete lack of equality in our world? Do I have the answers? No. Do I have opinions on each of these topics? Yes. How do I talk about them? I don't. I don't know. But this podcast has never been about presenting something perfectly. It has never been about me showing up with the answers. It has always been about soul moments with Ariel Corey. So, I'm doing a disservice To myself and to anyone who's listening out there. By keeping certain things boxed up because I don't know how to talk about them. Maybe this is how we learn. We practice. And maybe practicing publicly is going to be messy and unattractive and imperfect But I think that's what this world needs more of right now is the messy, is the imperfect, is the showing up and feeling accountable and doing the work without having all the answers. There was a huge part of me that felt very angry about the timing of the birth of my daughter. I was angry that it was happening during a pandemic. I was angry that Mike couldn't come to some of the doctor's office visits with me. I was angry that my mom and my sister couldn't be here for her birth. I was angry that I couldn't take my daughter for a walk outside because of the pandemic, but because we also lived in an area that wasn't necessarily the greatest. There was a ton of homeless people around and a lot of drug use, and mental illness, and just not the best energy, so I shut myself in. We came home from the hospital, and I stayed in the walls of that apartment. The rest of the world was also quarantined during that time, so it was strange because a lot of people were feeling that same isolation I was feeling, but for me it felt different because I'm a first-time mom. So, yes, you're isolated, but this is how I was feeling. At that same time, we also were looking to buy a house, which I recognize reeks of privilege. We did it with help. We did not do it on our own. So, during a pandemic with a newborn, we start looking for a house. We find a house after having several offers turned down on other properties. And we have an end date. We were set to move out of our apartment on July 1st. And even that didn't feel super excited or saturated in happiness, and I, and I wasn't sure why. And then there was a shooting outside of our apartment. And I couldn't wait to just get out of there. I couldn't wait to have our own home. I couldn't wait to feel safe. And feeling that felt so uncomfortable because I am almost 30. I am white and female. And what do I know about wanting to feel safe when there are so many other individuals in this world who don't feel safe ever? So I kept that in as well. And we moved into this new house and my mom finally was able to come out and meet Yara and stay with us for, for some time. And still I just didn't feel entirely present or happy or safe. But it's because I kept suppressing and locking up these things that I've been feeling or these opinions that I've been holding I've been sharing bits and pieces about how I feel and what I think about my world, but also the world at large with very selective individuals. And it just has left this crazy lump in my throat. And I'm not even sure now is the time to be sharing it, but here I am. So I did promise you in the beginning of this episode that I wasn't sure where this was going. We've talked about postpartum. We've talked about identity. I've shared that I bought a house. I've shared that I've struggled sharing my voice. So I'm just going to take a moment and... If you listening want to also do this too, just take a moment... And inhale, hold for a few seconds, and exhale, and ask yourself what you're feeling, ask yourself what you have been feeling over the past six or so months or over the span of your entire life, or just in this moment, if all of that feels too overwhelming. Write it down. Say it out loud, even if the only thing that can hear you is a plant on your desk or a tree outside. Put it out into the light. Put it out into the atmosphere. Know that you're worthy of voicing how you feel. So I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling scared, I'm feeling so insanely disappointed in so many individuals in this world, I'm speaking directly to the people that are racist, as well as the people that can turn a blind eye to racism. I'm speaking to those who say they are colorblind. I'm speaking to those who deny the human rights of others who look down on others because of who they love or what skin color they have or where they have come from or what they have for an occupation. I'm speaking to those who won't wear a mask. I said it. I know there are a lot of conspiracy theories. I know there are people who don't believe that COVID is a thing. I know that. I know that it has become less scientific and more political. But coming from a person who has a compromised immune system, a newborn baby at home, wear a mask. For once in your life, think about another human being before yourself. Wear it for that person. Don't make it political. Don't justify it with a conspiracy theory. Don't justify it with voting Republican or Democrat. This is something that is not just impacting those in the United States. It's impacting everyone worldwide. However, a huge root of the problem is in the United States. It's in this mentality of, I am more important than others. It's in this false notion of, of your rights being stepped on by being told to wear a mask. Just do it. I'm disappointed in the people that are focusing on the looting and not the powerful activism and bravery and courage and voice and momentum of change that the protests were all about. I'm disappointed. I'm also insanely inspired. Inspired by all of the people that are finally saying enough is enough. By all of the white people that are closing their mouth in this moment, not because they don't know what to say, not because they are ignoring the situation, but because they are simultaneously lifting up the voices of our black brothers and sisters. I'm inspired by that. I'm inspired by the protests. I'm inspired by people finally starting to wake up. I am scared. I am scared of what the future holds for myself, for this generation, for the generations to come, for my daughter. I also feel privileged because most of what my Black brothers and sisters have to fear when entering parenthood for their child, I do not. But I can say that I am inspired and comfortable with having those uncomfortable conversations with my daughter because she, like her mom and dad, will be not just not racist, but anti-racist. I feel tired. I feel tired from my personal life and the lack of sleep, From being a brand-new mom, working full-time. I feel tired. I also feel really hungry, hungry for change, hungry for balance. I feel confused in relation to my identity, my purpose, what I'm here to do in this lifetime, how I do it, what it looks like. See how just asking yourself how you feel, all of these things can bubble up to the surface. My friend Emily was onto something when she said, just turn your microphone on and see what happens. I'm going to do this a lot more. I may lose a lot of listeners, but I know a core few of you will stay, or at least I hope. So with that, with all of my feelings, with all of my jumping all over the place in this episode, I'm going to sign off and hopefully we'll see you guys soon thanks thanks so much for listening to today's episode if you enjoyed what you heard resonated with what you heard feel free to share it over on Instagram and tag me my Instagram handle is ariel and the earth you can also always reach out to me via my website, arielcoryco.com or by email, arielcoryco at gmail.com. And I would be so grateful if you have been enjoying listening to all of these podcast episodes, heading on over to iTunes to leave a review. It helps my podcast reach the ears of many others. So thank you and we will talk soon.